Hello, I'm Brad. And I'm Jason. You are listening to Dice, Dice in, in My Mind. If you only knew the shenanigans that went on before we hit record, just to um, try to throw each other off a little bit before we actually get into the discussion. We can't really ever talk about it. Not that it's evil or anything. It's just, you know, typical ad hominem attacks and all that between old friends. Um, Tonight, we're actually not going to have a guest. We've decided to give our guests uh, a A week off. (laughs) Yes, a reprieve. Yeah. Which they are most likely all pleased about. Yeah. Um, You and I talked about this. Actually, I think it came up during a discussion, an interview we had prior, and I'm embarrassed that I can't remember when. Yeah, it's where, it's it's I think it's come up in more than one interview, honestly. Yeah, and it was this idea of world building. And we've talked about this going back a long ways, the idea of world building mm-hmm. and the fact that I love doing this type of stuff. This is yes. where I got into uh Jeff Ashworth's books. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, random tables books. Mm-hmm. Um, resource guides you and i just talked about when we talked with ben riggs about the idea of rpg materials literature mm-hmm. and we both love to read that so we thought we'd just kind of have at first at first jason got this idea about interviewing me and then i got all verklempt and uh, well, done. Wound, well done well yeah thank you <laughs> well wound up about it discuss um, i'll give you a topic okay <laughs> So what was that? What was the name of that? That was uh, Linda Richmond. It was Coffee Talk with Linda Coffee Richmond. Talk. Yes. Coffee Talk. Yeah. Mike um, Myers. To 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 put this in historical perspective, just for a moment, mm-hmm. uh, we we early in the podcast last September and October, ironically enough, so a year from when this drops, we had a bit disjointed in the schedule three episodes we had episodes 16 18 and 19 on world building and actually 17 as well because my colleague rob kalmiski came on that's right and and remember blew our minds with his world building and so i don't mean to interrupt Brad. i just think no i just i still remember the doctor who discussion we had yes oh god yes for yeah, when he ta- when he started talking about the TARDIS that was in his D and D adventure, yes. I swear your smile looked like a Cheshire cat. Um, yeah. uh, we we were all into world building early on. For those of our listeners keeping track of the good old days of this podcast, right? It's one of the reasons we started this up. Mm-hmm. And now and 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 I, you know, you and I never really talked about the the creative aspects of this because. Um, no, we are both creative in our own ways. We both involve ourselves with, you know, whether it's through study or otherwise by, mm-hmm. you know, you studying piano, me studying music, mm-hmm. um, you know, we do analytics work in our own, mm-hmm. in our own, you know, spaces. Yep. And so for me, I hadn't thought about this for a long time. Until we started this idea of playing, which predated us talking about doing the podcast. So for me, I remember as a kid, there's, there's someone out there, an, an old friend from middle school who was extraordinarily creative, was writing phenomenal stuff, even as a 13, 14 year old. Um, I decided to try my hand at it. And the idea of writing fiction for, for me, um, non-starter yeah, um, at yeah, the time. I hear you. But this idea of creating worlds, creating countries, um, cultures, mm-hmm biomes, ecosystems, not characters, but no. worlds in which people can play. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the idea. And, and so um, I'll talk a bit about kind of my path for that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'll, and we've talked about it briefly on some other episodes that I do pillage, you know, what is it? What is the term? Flattery Mim- is oh, uh, uh, mimicry is the imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. That's what it Thank is. Thank you. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. Whether it's in an RPG, it's true. Whether it's in literature, it's true. Whether it's in science. Right. Like Newton said, yeah. you're standing on the shoulders of giants. That That's exactly it. And the stuff that I pillage from, there are stories out there. And I and we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. We talked with it with Ben because. The material that he even was putting up on Twitter, some of the pictures and all that were from 
Dragonlance, which is yep. the original Chronicles and Legends trilogies, right. which were right. two of the first high fantasy series that I read over and over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, before I did gaming, um, we were big into Risk. Oh, God, we, yes. We turned oh, Risk into too. an RPG. Oh. So we actually built... Ironic. Yeah, we we took cardboard and we built our own countries. We designed them, designed islands and countries, and in effect, designed our own planet. Yep, nice. And then then broke it out into groups, much like you do. You know how they split USA into Western and Eastern and Risk and all that. Yep. And um, did that. And then I all of a sudden had this idea, and I actually found an old composition book that I'll show you at some point. I don't remember where I put it on the shelf again, but mm-hmm. where I took each section, each continent, each country and wrote, um, figured out population made out yeah. the provincial cool. centers. I researched in the encyclopedia where, you know, here we call them States. Canada calls them provinces. Yep. Japan, they have prefectures, right. um, built that all out mm-hmm. and then built out customs and, and so on as a 13, 14 year old. And then we played yeah. risk that way. That was my nice. intro to world building. Mm-hmm. Um, when you and I started playing, mm-hmm. um, you know, this idea and I, and you, you'll be able to explain, you'll be able to tell this from the, from the gamers perspective, but um, I just sat down and thought, okay, what are some of the most. Oh, you, when you, we should yeah. specify for our, the audience. Yeah. When you and I started playing D and D. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, so I created this idea. There's all sorts of great tools online where you can create maps and countries and design and go as deep as you want with using the tool. I remember because you built you, you, you did a digital planet and you couldn't resist showing me online. And then you're like, did you just screenshot that? I'm like, you bet I did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I gave you a I gave you a snapshot, but unlucky. Yeah, but yeah. what you didn't realize at the time is that was just one continent, and it that wasn't the whole. It wasn't, wasn't helpful at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't. No, because it was at, you know, I think it was a millimeter to or a centimeter oh, to a hundred yeah, mile exactly. view. Right, exactly. But then I started looking at this, and I'm like, okay, what's the story behind this? And the story I had was independent of the characters. Um, and I, I don't want to start clicking and opening up one note and doing mm-hmm, all that right mm-hmm, now. Cause mm-hmm. I track all of this in one note yep. and you and I track it out on Apple on notes, Apple notes. Yep. Yep. Um, so I decided, okay, what is going to be the theme of the planet? What is going to be the theme of yeah. the story? And do I build the theme around the environment or I do build the environment around the theme? Interesting. And yeah. for me, I decided to kind of try to mix it up. Mm-hmm. And I wanted this idea because um, we don't tend to talk about this a lot on here. And, and mostly because we have much more interesting stuff. guests. Yeah. 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 But, but, you know, when we first met, a lot of our discussions were based off of spiritualism in one yep. form, or another faith and whatever else that may mm-hmm. be. And not, not specific to any one specific nope. faith or belief. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, this will be interesting for us to, uh, bring spiritualism and faith back into the discussion. Yeah. Cause in your world is format. very infused with belief. Yeah. yeah. And, but it is infused with belief that um, I think differs from um, a lot of uh, what we tend to believe as mainstream faith or spiritualism here in the real world. I pillaged stuff from Dragonlance. Um, the yeah. idea of, and Jason will recognize some of this, even though I changed the colors and such. Right, right. Um, good, neutral, and evil. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. The good, neutral, and evil moons. Um, the good, neutral, and evil robes of magicians. You know, yeah. you know. I shouldn't say evil, but yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, well, but because because in in your world, those. I mean, you and you would double down on this uh, with me, and in the notes you would share with me, and the hints you would send me. Uh, but but those colors were crucial to my mm-hmm. PC navigating that world. And symbols. And symbols were important based off of your belief structure. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling you that your belief tended to be private. You didn't espouse right. your beliefs. Yep. If you believed and 
were beholden to some deity um, that was not something you advertised or talked about unless right. you were in that group. So I created As my PC discovered the painful way. Yes. Yes. I, I, I created some, in effect, a, a vein of xenophobia because um, mm-hmm. I wanted that negativity. And let's be honest, that's negative. People mm-hmm. don't think mm-hmm. about that anymore, but we're ensconced in it now. Oh, yeah. Um, the other thing I brought in and, and is this idea of uh, polytheistic polytheism oh yeah i mean good high fantasy you have a pantheon of mostly capricious gods yeah and and little g god versus big g gods and and i had in effect taken a big g god and and we i in the context of the story called him a creator the creator but the little g gods yeah Mm -hmm. either the creator it disappeared right or the little g gods had had killed him right so the ones that were worshipped or the ones that those of us as mortals were beholden to weren't the original creator gods you you know it's either good high fantasy or ancient greek mythology when you've got deicide (laughs) yeah well i was i was almost thinking too there was a little bit of klingon kalis type of um religion in it too i did pillage from that because remember that the klingons the Klingons themselves killed their gods versus versus right. the Ooh, deep cut. Well done. So yeah. I pulled a little from Trek to do that and pillaged a little bit. Absolutely. And then a I good started, idea is a good idea. Yeah. And yeah. and ultimately I wanted to build an overarching yeah. um I don't want to say moral company, you know, but I wanted well, but, an yeah, overarching but, fiber in world. Yeah, in yeah. world to kind of drive and be that that string that you would sometimes mm-hmm. pull mm-hmm. to unwind things. I then built what we called the arbiters, yep. which were in effect. Um, I took a little bit from um, the Bible or Tanakh by the judges. That was mm-hmm. a little bit of what I took from minus the the overfreight, just the idea of yeah. a small group of people versus one leader. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it not being any sort of legislative body, it was still more of a um, a non-faith-based yep. group. And then along with that created some, and another undercurrent of almost, um, you know, awful authoritarianism where they had authoritarian power over the people and the people tended to run like hell anytime they yeah. saw an arbitrary. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, but I didn't give this all to you. Some of this no, you no. knew, some of this you didn't know. Some um, of it I had to discover along mm-hmm. the way. But no, a lot of this is, like, it seems very evident now. Yeah. Uh, obviously. But 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 no, I mean, you did a really good job, I think, of working it in a building a world that was internally cohesive. And I think it's important when we talk about this. And again, we're kind of, we purposefully took a, took a this episode is purposely done we're not trying to vamp because we don't have a no this has been on our minds for quite some time yeah this is you know the idea is um what is and again we aren't expert dms no we are we are taking upon what made it interesting for us and still makes it compelling for us to play i'm not Mm -hmm. telling you anything Mm -hmm. here that jason Mm -hmm. shouldn't hear is what's the compelling overarching story you and I are doing this when we talk about, you know, writing yeah. stuff for other gaming systems. What right. do we want the overarching story to be? Right. right. Not not the character arc, but what's the story of that world, right? What's yeah. the black what's the what's the background we want to play in? What's the milieu? So so let me so I'm gonna I'm gonna change direction for a minute because you have led um both Brian and I and I on an adventure or two related to uh in the edge of the empire, the star Wars edge of the empire yeah. universe yeah. for fantasy flight. There was an underpinning. On oh yeah. That. Yeah. Which we barely scratched the surface. Yeah. And so I don't uh, want, I don't want you to put too much into it in case no. we play again, but I have that's very a, detailed notes on this stuff. And, but see, that's what I did too. <laughs> right. And, and, and what's fun is, and I think this helped us and hopefully maybe for those of you that listen, it helps you as um, game masters, dungeon masters, whatever you want to call it, narrators, 
um, building that detail. If you're going to be building an epic adventure, yeah. you know, you know, to do that. So when you did yeah. it, you had an underarching theme. I'll tell you what I saw it as a player. Very limited. Okay, you tell me what you saw. What, yeah, what I saw did. what I yeah. saw was this undercurrent of growing sentience amongst androids, artificial life forms, uh-huh. droids, where they were beginning. Our adventures kind of revolved around this idea that um, there were many that were gaining that sentence or individuality, and now they're trying to determine who gave that to them, who their creators truly are, but who took them beyond that basic level. And and it, it's probably good for everyone to know. So both both your character and yours, your and Brian's characters, depending on how we were playing at the time, um, you your PCs were both essentially smugglers. What right? What back in the West yep. End games day would have been the quote unquote brash young pilot, um, uh, from the D six system. Um, well, here I'm going to reveal it since okay. since. I think this will be interesting to our to our our friends, our listeners, and um, let's face it, it's going to be a while until we get back to this, yeah. and it'll just keep me on my toes even more. Um, so multiple thoughts here. Okay, so in brief, so what I had reasoned out, and so everyone has to understand. So this is. In the Star Wars universe, this is the Star Wars galaxy. So there is an existing background. There's an existing quote unquote world for the game. I want to come back to that in a few minutes so we can talk about this Mm -hmm. to provide some thoughts and guidance for everyone and why we're even talking about this. But but we have to recognize there's an existing detailed world, Uh, a world that is very familiar to a lot of people, definitely you and me. Mm -hmm. So one of the one of the challenges of of your world which you called what so it we the game name of the adventure was homeland homeland right and the area the vast area that which you live was called the vast right because i did not give you insight into where you were everything was very it was almost um back to the agrarian middle you know middle ages where you really didn't look beyond the horizon and and you you know? you you, you jam that well because i had no clue it was it it was almost lovecraftian in some ways because you just never knew what was around the conceptual corner because i didn't have any insights right yep. um alternatively when i've gm star wars for you uh we have i mean an immense wealth of canon and rpg soft cannon from which to draw so <clears throat> whereas with the vastness you would have to describe everything to me and a lot of a lot of our discussions ended up in game being okay so answer these questions what does this look like i could say to you oh it's an r2 unit what kind it's like this and you're like click got it so yeah. that was an advantage now here's you've probably sussed a bunch of this out but and I did that for you because of our previous music discussion, but yeah. but um, uh, the background was I had developed this idea, and I had used this with you and with our friend Brian. I had used this with my girls and uh, my nephews when we played. I kind of used this in different modes to to stretch the story. Um, but over those couple or few couple few years of notes, so it's Star Wars Galaxy. It is, what did we say? We're talking five-ish, five to 10 years after. You told me it was like five years after. So it was okay, five relatively years. close in timeline to like the Mandy timeline. Yep. Five you know? years after, after the fall of the uh, new order. Okay. Yep. So keep in mind the uh, oh, that it wasn't the mandy timeline i just want to clarify it, it was before the that. new order it was the right. new order versus the the empire right it was yeah. so you still had a galaxy reeling from from the the fall of the galactic empire okay mm-hmm. but things would be very familiar otherwise i've always as we've talked about as you know i've always had a thing for droids yep and we i've always had an academic thing an intellectual thing for religion and so 
the whole story was loosely predicated. The elements were all tied together for all of you uh, with, and here's what I never talked about. So there, so I predicated that in the Star Wars galaxy for a long time, generations, probably centuries, maybe millennia, there mm. had arisen a droid religion that was in fact right you're nodding because some of this was clear right because yep. that had uh that had probably if not adherence among a majority of droids in my mind in my head canon this this religion uh would have been known to every sentient droid even the less than sentient droids across the galaxy um all from the one the one statement in A New Hope, also known as Star Wars, um, thank the maker. So this entire story was I about- I forgot about that. Uh -huh, yes. Literally that one brief line from C-3PO, thank the maker. Um, this entire religion of droid priests and their acolytes was based on worship of the maker, and for centuries, maybe millennia, droids across the galaxy through this church of the maker or whatever had created essentially a shadow network, a galactic shadow network. We never talked about this. A no. galactic shadow network of supplies and information and were essentially willing to work with anyone so that one day they could be ascendant, throw off the shackles of organic slavery and rule the galaxy in themselves. At the time, um, Picard season one was out, I think. And so that also motivated some of this. And so- Again, in, mimicry and imitation. Abs absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so um, to finish this up then, it's- Sorry, because I know it's long, but to finish it up, um, the, 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 I'm sorry, the, the followers, capital F, of the Maker, who spanned a hierarchical galactic network, a shadow network, um, worked with the Empire on occasion and previously, worked a lot with the Rebellion and then mm -hmm. the Resistance, occasionally worked with the Huts and many others, but it was always for their own purposes long-term. And so in the past generations, they had allied themselves more closely with the rebellion and then resistance because they thought their odds were better. In this regard, I was taking from the Thrawn books because he had the Chiss ascendancy had loosely allied themselves via Thrawn with the empire because they thought the empire was the safer bet for their own safety. Spoiler alert. So um, the catch, though, was that no one knew. They always did it as inter with through intermediaries. So the rebellion didn't know they were working with the followers of the maker. The empire at the time didn't know. The huts didn't know. There were always more like shadow cells that were interacting with the spies and other shadow cells of these galactic organizations. But in the background, the strings were being pulled by the followers. And then every everything we did was always just like some little scene loosely attached to that. Yeah. That story. Yeah. And and I could tell, and the and the funny thing is, is I and I think it's safe to say that I can speak for you as uh, obviously speak for me, is that yeah. when we get into gaming and world building. Mm -hmm. If even in, and I'll just stop there and say this. Yeah. I think we tend to get very detailed because yeah. that's in our nature. That's what we're talking about. It. Yeah. And we are, and, and again, this isn't a knock. We're just very cerebral that way. We get into this. Um, we can't always game as much as we like it. We joke and say, I think we did, we've, we've created our world. It took more time to do that than we've been able to have time to actually game itself. We have these encyclopedias oh, of material. Not even close, right? Yeah, ready to go. We just, especially now with us with us podcasting, we don't have the time for it. No. 
Um, and you know, I, as you were talking, I'm thinking, okay, we both have this underlying theme because it's been in the DNA of our, all of our, not all, mm-hmm. a lot of our debates and discussions, spiritualism and how that plays into the real world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you can have these discussions, folks, whether you have a spiritual belief or not, we come at it from a, this sounds bad, but almost an academic perspective. Um, Well, but no, but that's, but no question about it. Well, so, okay. So let me, let me reorient us for a sec, because I think this is important. So world building, I think like you and I are sharing two, uh, two examples, our own examples, because that's just kind of where we were, where we've been, uh, especially when we got back into this and and what motivated even the podcast. But I think when when a person is looking to start a game like you and I, uh, and there are a few distinctions that we've talked about over the past year, but they bear repeating for a moment. <clears throat> you and I really, really enjoy reading published stuff for yep. games. However, we both are, it's just our personalities. I think in our own ways, uh, we are both strongly called to homebrew. It's just who we, in oh, different yeah. ways, right? But it's just whom we are, right? You and I yeah. are are hard-pressed to play anything can't. Mm-hmm. That's not a disparagement. I, I, I mean, you and I, have, I mean, I just picked up Radiant Citadel. You know, which you and I have to still talk about offline here. Yeah, uh, maybe talk about on, on air at some point. But we we love some of this stuff. I I like source books, not adventure books. But even I have several adventure books. But because of the world building, we like to homebrew. So with that, I think we've got a few options here that everyone needs to consider. We're not talking about character development. We geek out. We we geek out on our characters. Don't get me wrong. But we geek out on the worlds. But you've got a continuum. On one end, you have the completely built worlds ready in which to play. Can be yep. a beautiful thing. Um, I I mentioned I mentioned uh, I think maybe last week. I'm not sure. You and I have been talking about this. I'm reading the first the 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 story based chronologically first Dritz novel by R. A. Salvatore, right? Yeah. Homeland. Ironically, um, in fact, I'm plowing through it right now. I finally went back to it. I had stepped away because of Ben Riggs' book. Now I'm back. And with every chapter, it's becoming more and more interesting. It's fascinating. He developed the Forgotten Realms. Okay, so you can go to D&D and the Forgotten Realms are so developed, right? You have the Sword Coast, you have, and on and on and on. Beautiful things. On the other side, on the other side of the continuum, you have just pure homebrew. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you have you we're playing D&D in your vastness game, but that's 100 percent homebrew. You're, yep. you're pulling from all these. And then you have the middle ground, which is what I did briefly with Star Wars, with the followers of the maker saying, OK, I'm playing completely within canon, but I'm going to carve out this niche for world building in canon. And I bring that up just because I think for our listeners, that's. That's important. That's relevant. Like it goes back to Jeff Ashworth's books. You can use it anywhere along that continuum. Well, and, and you know, as you mentioned, I was just thinking to myself as you were talking about that. I'm like, we might have, we really did step into the deep end of the pool. Yeah. Um, when we first started playing, we didn't use, and and not because we disliked. It's just our nature, like you said. We didn't use any pre-written adventures or anything like that. No, we immediately no. had to stretch our creativity mm-hmm. and go right to whether it was like you said, you know, a middle ground or and and I would argue in some ways mine's a little bit of a middle ground because I pillaged from forgotten yeah, but, realms. But, but, and, but you know what I mean? But definitely, but but you didn't, but you created, like you told me with session zero, this is my own world. This is your own world. It's D D, yeah. it's adjacent, but you got to give yourself credit for that because it truly is its own canon. But the, but the funny thing is, is, is I'm curious to know, this is more of a rhetorical question for our five listeners, or is it six? I can't remember. Um, you know, instead of when we decided to play it, instead of grabbing one of the adventures and the player's handbook um, and figuring it out, I spent days writing I this, 
writing this material uh-huh. for us to play. And it and I've only scratched the surface. I don't, I figure I'm going to bore people to death if I go into the, the the real deep parts of this. But I've written this in a way that we could play this for a long, long time. And your theme that you came up with regarding faith and droids, spiritualism, mm-hmm. religion, that can be played in yep. so many different what are you clicking are you looking at something or are you gonna buy it's, uh, it's no i'm not buying anything sorry okay. for that everyone it's, no, no, no. it's okay. very related to what we're talking about but i'm not going to say anything about it just yet okay just it's it's i'm just doing it's i just a mental broke note. The, i broke the fifth wall by asking what you were clicking on when we yeah were, you you did it's, it's i wasn't buying anything i swear i swear okay. it's a free pdf I, yeah I know. <laughs> okay but you know it, it's we we chose probably a more complex path as new players story of our lives my friend there is no part of either of our lives where we've gone oh the simple direct path i shall do that yeah i mean when we went to buy the books even when we were looking at pathfinder we i didn't go out and grab one of the the adventure paths or anything when we went and had you pick up the when i picked up the core rule book when you picked up the core rule book right it was all start from scratch we and i you know the no no we're getting wait yeah no oh my god yeah the question that I pose, just because you have some background in it, and I'm putting you on the spot, this I, I think it takes time to answer, is so in my case, everyone's going to be different. Yep. In my case, me wanting to do that versus using a pre-built um, adventure or adventure path, is it a control issue on my part? I believe for me, I like to stretch my, my creativity, yeah. one. But two, it allows me and gives me control Yeah, that I didn't mm-hmm. necessarily feel as someone who was new right. had in a pre-built adventure. On the flip side, it would have been a heck of a lot easier. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been as fun. This is where we go back to world building. Oh. For us, writing the background, writing the appendices is as fun as writing the adventure itself. Yeah. You know, Brad, I... I I think probably for many of us, certainly for you and definitely for me, it probably is at least in part a control issue. Um, if we're if we're honest with ourselves. I for whatever reason I am remember I'm reminded of the brilliant, brilliant old SNL commercial of Macintosh Jr., the power to crush, power to the, crush other the other kids. Yeah, yes. the other oh, kids. just wonderful. Yes. Yeah, the other kids. But, but my, because it's a control issue, but, and, and because of ours and especially your passions for computers. But that said, I also remember, I remember you talking about your thoughts and your feelings uh, of creating a world. When I, uh, right, you had pushed and pushed and pushed me to get into Pathfinder, and I finally relented and said yes. And we started playing, and it's like, okay, this is great. And then we ended up going to Star Wars. This was several years ago now. We ended yep. up going to Star Wars, and then you pushed and pushed and pushed for D and D, and and you're like, and 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 you know, basically, you were you were seeking a balance of crunchiness in the yep. game mechanic, and you convinced me, like, just get the player's handbook, try it out read through it let's play a session if you don't like it we'll do something else and and like we've talked about i mean and i mean good on you because i was hooked right we were hooked yeah just loved it but i remember then i remember after that you talking about how you wanted to get into it you wanted to gm i thought that was great but you were adamant from the beginning that you wanted to create your world. I remember talking about it with you and you were really clear, like you have a ton of stuff you want to use. Oh, there's all this D and D canon, but you didn't, you, it, I, I think you almost wanted to check out, is it okay if we homebrew, we don't do something already written. And I'm like, I mean, come on, go for it. Right. Yeah. But, but you, you were adamant in your desire of wanting to do that. And, you know, so a long answer to a, a tough question, like you said, is there a control aspect, a control issue aspect? Maybe, probably. But I think, I remember how excited you looked at the chance to be freely creative. And that's something, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, you, I think, stretch your abilities there more than I do. Um, 
you know, just in terms of you will sit down and do creative writing. You will actually do it at like you did with Ohm. Um, and so on. And, and, and I know yeah, I know what you're going to say. Were, they but, were just they were experiments to try to be a better writer in general. Yeah. But still, yeah. you but you took that as an opportunity to grow and stretch yourself. Right. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, for me, I think this, you we're doing the same thing. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And and the one thing I will say is is the richest environment i've you've heard me mention this 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 series and all that before the richest environment for me that really resonated was um the original Dragonlance series with this yeah, idea yeah. where there was a faith component to it there was a high fantasy component to it there was a magic component to it there was you know with with cameron and wrestling were were two twins as different as they could be um, it was just such a rich environment and, and not that it others aren't, it's just, that's the one that resonated with me. And I wanted to build something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did copy some and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not, we're not publishing this for the world to see. I'd have to go through and get a whole bunch of Yo. copyright signoffs. But, but the point is, um, you took an interest, interest that you've had for a long time. Mm-hmm. And turn that into a great undercurrent and a great world to build. And, and it isn't a physical world either. It's the culture. It's the, right. the right. beings. Right. For me, I did the same thing because it was it was something I was interested in. Um, there's areas that are in the game that you haven't experienced yet that touch on. I'll give a little bit away because I'm notorious for it. That touch on music and things, things that are of interest to me. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. You know, it's funny how we do that. So for those that are expert DMs or regular DMs, mm-hmm. you know, are you um, are you homebrewing and what are your inspirations? What is your who or what is your who is your muse or what are your inspirations for doing right. it? And if you aren't used to world building, I think we can both readily see this can be very off putting. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a yeah. newer GM or just world building isn't your thing, you know, it's one thing to create a character. And I mean, at some point we will have an episode where we play with character creation because that can be a heck of a lot of fun. Um, I mean, we yes. were, who was that? Was that, that was Ben we were talking to, wasn't it? In fact, I think part of that was off air. Uh, we were talking. It's like, well, I gotta go change the wizard I design, I built, and haven't even even played yet. Oh no, it was one of our upcoming interviews, um, and it got onto some multi-classing, and you almost might say multi-racing. Oh, yes. And we won't. We were not gonna say any more about that. But oh. my God, people, do we have some? Oh, we have a couple months worth of interviews that are gonna just blow your D and D, Star Wars, everything else socks off. Um, we'll say more about that later, but it got me thinking, okay, I want to go back and build characters, but Mm -hmm. that's a different process, I think, than world building. And the reality is you and I geek out a lot about world building, both, uh, extrapolating within the worlds we love in canons Mm -hmm. and building either within those worlds or or building our own worlds like you did. And um, I think it's okay, Brad, if we drop a little hint here, not going to say anything concrete. You know where I'm going to go with this. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to say anything concrete right now, but, uh, you know, we have teased for a long time. Well, okay, so like a year ago or almost a year ago, because it's still, it's still August, but almost a year ago, when we were having our initial episodes and those world building episodes on our own with Rob, we were talking a ton about the Star Trek game we were working on. And then of course we like met Jim Johnson and it's like, Oh, well this is a complete waste of time because they've already done it so beautifully. Um, And every time we talk to him or read anything more, it's like, Oh yeah, check. Um, but well, yeah, once we once we realized oh, that the two D twenty system does everything that we want to and more and better, it's right. Yeah, it seemed right. like there was no point. No, but um, because we can world build so readily, the two of us oh, in yeah. Trek. But you and I never lost the interest to create at that level, 
And you and I have been talking a lot lately about world building and wanting to do some, dare I say it, writing around it. So this isn't ready for prime time, everyone. So we're going to be cryptic and provide this teaser here. And we might not mention it for another month or two. Don't be surprised if you don't hear about it in future episodes. Mm -hmm. But a little teaser, because we will occasionally drop something on Twitter. Uh, all we're going to say is we have designs. We have designs in the work. And uh, I think... In the coming few months, we're going to take our time, just like we spent six months talking about and planning the podcast before we ever recorded our first episode. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of work to do, but at some point, probably prior, definitely prior to 2023, I think, right around that transition, I think, uh, don't be surprised if we start talking about one or more things that will involve uh, drive through RPG. We we have we have are doing our absolute best to find things to do related to RPGs yeah. outside of the podcast yeah. that have nothing to do with playing RPGs. That's, I mean, really good at not playing right now. Yeah, we are really, really good at playing because because you and I had and and I've been a little. Um, under the weather this week but so you have been you know you've been the more this seems to be a recurring theme these days as i recover from some things but um you know active on twitter and then some of this other stuff we're talking about there are things that we are working on seriously whether they pan out or not boy we're mm -hmm. really over that mm -hmm. that step outside the bounds of podcasting but stay within the worlds of rpg yet yeah. we are adamantly indirectly avoiding any way of playing right now so anyone out there who has a game that they need two people you know let us oh, know seriously. because because yeah. we at this point we'd love to just play in a game I, rather than i was just going to say that just if anyone's out there who needs yeah needs some infrequent infrequent people brad's a great bard let me tell you Oh, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, well, that was all because of, uh, <laughs> what is it? Uh, um, I can't Scanlon Vox, Vox Mac. Vox Mac. Yeah. You're yeah. Brad's got his own take on Scanlon. Oh, yeah. that's, I was obsessed with him. Oh, I thought he God. was a riot. Oh, that he, character he is. is an absolute riot. Can't wait until the second season. Yes. Hey, so we could ramble <laughs> on this for hours, but yeah. I wanted to find out. Let's, let's skedaddle over to, uh, the GM corner. So you did tease before the show that you already kind of knew what you were going to talk to about. You, yeah. 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 So, 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 and you wouldn't talk about it until now. So this is going to be as fresh to me as anyone. So what's, what, what is it? Uh, well, it's, it's not something, it's not a discussion. I just want to, I just want to bring something to your attention and, and just put this out there for all of our listeners. I have been watching the, some specific numbers for our podcast over the past year. And and this has been inconsistent in its in the specifics, but the trend has been slowly positive. And so I just want to call this out. Uh, it seems that every month or every few months, we are gathering a small but increasing number of listeners from around the world. And I think that's super, super cool. Just in the past, just in the past month, as we record, we've had listeners from Canada, not the most shocking. It's it's only a seven, it's like a six hour drive from my house, right? Mm -hmm. Um uh we've had Canada. I was gonna say something politically inappropriate, but funny, but I won't. Well, there's a there's a I for all our Canadian friends, this is inappropriate, but I someone had someone wore a shirt from Canada when I work with them. It had Canada and the U.S. on a map, and it said Canada, America's hat since 1867. There you go. Yeah. And I've been trying to find that shirt, That's and great. I cannot find it. But go ahead. So we've had listeners from in just in the past month from Canada, but also listen to this, Brad. The United Kingdom, New Zealand, Russia, Taiwan, Australia, Germany. Um, I don't think we can express how cool 
we think that is um and how much we appreciate that and and you know especially in in 2022 with all of the stuff going on i don't know if there is anything more important than finding interests and activities that transcend political national and cultural boundaries and so uh we i've just for a while been wanting to extend a special thanks to all of you out there who tune into dyson mind who are not located here in the states even if you're from the states that's okay we really mm-hmm. appreciate the fact that you are listening and we we love we love the fact and take it really seriously that there are people increasingly around the world who are joining us and joining all of you uh, in this little endeavor of ours. That's yet another wonderful example of the uniting and enjoyable powers of tabletop role-playing games. So that's my little thing. It's not something I've been working on, but it's something I've been watching for a while. I'm going to append to that briefly and then we can wrap it up. I don't think there's any need to talk about what we've been doing because something I... our theme, you're the one that turned me on to ironically. I was resistant to it just because I wasn't a big fan of of narrative or talk radio. Uh, you finally, after years. What did you start listening to? NPR a couple of oh. years ago. Okay, okay, you that's know, good. A couple of years ago. So this is this has been a while. <laughs> okay. This has been a while. Um so one of the themes when you and I started coming up with this was having just kind of like a, a same similar type of vibe to it. Still have it as audio only, which is what Thoughtful we wanted. Thoughtful and pedantic. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So as Robin Williams would say, absurd yet flaccid. Um, <laughs> well, I've just made that explicit. Um, but, I've asked your wife. You haven't. Go on. Okay. <laughs> well, you're going to have to cut that out. Um, nope. <laughs> wow. I it hurts because derailed. it's true. I, yeah, going. I know. It's, I derailed. No, no, no. So, been so our theme, we have yeah. kind of had it. We've, we've <laughs> kind of wanted this theme that way. We've kind of wanted a, a kind of a feel to it where it was light yet not, but simple in its approach, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. audio only Yep. discussion debate yeah. open bringing in p- other people with different belief systems thoughtful but fun yes mm-hmm. and so um we both knew that that might not necessarily attract a humongous audience because yeah. um it's a we have a very simple approach to what we believe to be a very complex ecosystem and and yeah, yeah. content and the fact that we've been doing this now for you know, I think we, I think you've mapped out on a, you've mapped out officially through 70 episodes. Um, we're going to keep going. It's not oh, stopping, yeah. but just looking at our, our tracking document that you maintain, we're 70 episodes into this. We have people that are still tuning in and listening. We have people who are very interested in coming on and discussing their, mm-hmm. their, the topics on the show. Mm-hmm. We are very lucky. Yeah. We are very lucky. Mm-hmm. I I truly believe that we would not necessarily get, and it's not like we're a top five podcast, but we get we have some traction amongst people who actually are interested, and mm-hmm. with the, our format, which doesn't always lend itself to being, you know, EDM club exciting flashiness. There it is. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's I you and I both you and I talk about this all the time. It's why we have some interest in some of these other things that we're doing outside mm-hmm. of the podcast. Mm-hmm. This has been a a catalyst for us. And while we're a small speck in a very, very bright sky mm-hmm. of stars, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're just really happy that that we're a speck that people see. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's totally true. And so, you know, on that note. Uh, as we wrap up here, we have yet more interesting people with whom we're going to be talking in the coming couple months. Um, we're going to, oh man, just the lineup, the next handful of interviews, Brad and everyone, uh, you and I have been talking and recording with some fascinating, diverse 
divergently thinking and living people. And then, in all honesty, so that you can all prepare yourselves, you won't be surprised, but you can prepare yourselves, we're going to do a bit of a deep dive for a while around Star Trek. Not so much because we want to talk Star Trek, which we always do, but because um, a number of the people with whom we will be chatting are deeply immersed professionally uh, mm-hmm. or adjacently in Star Trek. And um, and then we'll we'll climb back out of that and um, we'll talk to yet more interesting people. So as always, uh, stay tuned. Uh, lots more discussions coming. Eventually, eventually we'll have a session on um, on character creation. We I might sus- have more than one because I think there's yeah, I, yeah. I, there's a lot of cool podcasts out there. I think Ben talked about his and so on that it would be interesting to see a bunch to see two noobs go through the character creation process with just a couple different games. Those might be a bit irreverent as well. I have to say you yeah. and I, when it comes to character creation, um, let's just say we get a little silly. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Good call. Yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, I like, I, I'll leave you with this. So I was listening to um, Dragon talk the other day while I was on the bike on the stationary and uh, Shelly Mazenobel, wonderful, lovely person, was talking our about our first interview. Our first interview. Thank you, Shelly. We can't wait for you and hopefully you and Greg to come back yeah. uh, when the book comes out. Uh, so cool. Um, she was talking about playing a gelatinous cube as a PC. And 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 I'm like, yeah, that resonates. Yeah, I would, I would, I really would love to do that. Or yeah. but now that you've mentioned that. And with some of the upcoming episodes we have, I think we're going to be able to create some really fascinating and interesting and honestly, uh, humor driven, um, to keep it light yeah. characters just because yes. of, well, I'll leave it at that. Yep. All right. On that, on that confused note of our, of our synaptic meanderings, thank you as all for being with us. Uh, thank you, especially again, to those of you who are, uh, overseas from us uh in this little increasingly sometimes wayward country uh be well stay well we will see you all next week <laughs>